Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so your participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your Front Range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. To Kidley Wright from the logo. Oh, got it. Oh, but Kidley Wright. Breaks a tackle. Touchdown. Touchdown. That's five for Chris Brown. The defense of Tomlinson. Podcast is going to be a quick one. Um, we are going to touch on the basketball game last night. There were a couple of things that were said in the post game press conference that we didn't talk about during the post game show. Um, so, yeah, we're going to cover some of that stuff first and then look ahead to the rest of the Pac 12 basketball season. There are just a few games remaining on the schedule. Those are going to get knocked out this weekend. Uh, we're going to talk through those, make some picks, and figure out what would be best for Colorado. And then uh, on Monday is when we will really start to gear up for the Pac-12 tournament. And I'm excited about that. And at that point, we will have a full bracket, which is what we've been waiting all year for. It means that there's no more, like, trying to do the math and figure out what everything means. So that's cool. And that's the plan for today. So uh, before we get into a couple of final thoughts on the game from yesterday, I want to tell you more about the Colorado XOs. They are a rugby team, actually an undefeated rugby team right here in Glendale, Colorado. Um, they are doing something cool. They're bringing in athletes from a whole bunch of different sports um, the, the hockey and soccer and football and basketball, all sorts of different sports, and then teaching them how to play rugby with the idea being that they will someday be on the U.S. national team. Uh, it's a cool concept, and like I said, they're undefeated. They're 1-0, so it's working to this point. Follow along with the uh, DMVR Rugby Twitter account, uh, DMVR Rugby Podcast, and all that kind of stuff. Um and yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's rugby season. All right. Um, so the game last night, um, the big thing that stuck out to me uh, from watching those press conferences was this week off. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, there's the talking about the, the hug between Tad Boyle and Ken. Um, those who talking about how important they are to each other, 
um, the things that happen in the game, you know, the sloppy start, but all of that, you know, there's some interesting stuff, but it it's not the biggest impact on what's going on in Buffs basketball at this point. Um, what is, though, is what Tad Boyle had to say about the next week or so, because... Colorado has a week off before they play next Thursday at 9.30 p.m. That's a long time, and and he said that that was a long time. Usually you play a game on Saturday or Sunday, and then you start the tournament on Wednesday or Thursday, depending on if you have a bye. This year, there's an extra week thrown in there because the Pac-12 wanted an opportunity to make up games. So that Arizona State game that was last night was supposed to be played a couple of months ago, but it was just what was left. And there's still a few more of those games on the way. Some teams have actually had a longer layoff than what Colorado will have. Still, though, usually you don't get this big break before you go into the conference tournament, um, which is made, obviously, even bigger by that first-round bye that Colorado picked up for the first time as a member of the Pac-12. So, Kin talked about it a little bit too. He said that he has a, a bit of a plan. He's going to spend some time with his family. Um, he, he really emphasized just how safe he was going to be because obviously this is not the time that anybody wants to catch COVID, let alone McKinley Wright, who's waited as long as he has to play in a, a national tournament. Um he also said that he's going to be doing a bunch of recovery, a lot of like the hot tub, cold tub type stuff, uh, shooting with some teammates, that kind of thing. Um, Tad said, well, actually, let's just read this whole quote. Um, he said, to be honest with you, oh, he said, like, what? what's the plan? He said, to be honest with you, I don't know the answer to that. It's the first time we've done this. Usually we're playing on a Saturday, then playing either a Wednesday, Thursday. This time we won't play on a Saturday, so I don't know the answer to that question. All I know is we're going to use the time as wisely as we can. There's some guys on our team that need to get rested up and take care of some of the banged up injuries they've been fighting down the stretch here. There are other guys on our team that need to get in the gym, get workouts in, get shots up, stay crisp and sharp. Our team, at the appropriate time, needs to get together and work on what we need to work on as we prepare for our game on Thursday, whoever it might be against. So, I don't know the answer to your question, but I just know we're going to use this time wisely, as wisely as we can, and go from there. Pretty good answer. I mean, I feel like you kind of hit the nail on the head. Uh... Some guys need the rest and recovery. Some guys need to find their shot. Some guys need to keep their shot. It's really just a time for everybody to make sure that they're their best. But there are huge implications, obviously. You know, if one guy, and there is no reason to believe this is the case, but but just say Jariah just doesn't put in a whole lot of effort over the next week, shows up in Vegas, and the first night he's 0 for 4 from 3, um, just because there's a little bit of rust there. Again, I don't expect that from Jariah of all people, but it, it is the type of concern that I have as you head into this week. And the plan is for two days off, um, the, the team is off Friday, Saturday, and I guess they'll be back in the gym Sunday. I, I think that that's probably the right way to do it. I think giving some time off is is important, but you got to stay in the gym. Um it's a little bit of a weird thing. 
that this is happening this year, just a few extra days. But I feel like there's an impact every year when you get to the Pac-12 tournament. Some teams are just a little bit more locked in than others. And Colorado has given every indication that they are one of the locked in teams. But that was yesterday that they gave that impression. And we aren't going to see them again until next Thursday. So I guess the point of all this is, yeah, things are going really well. But hopefully everybody's still locked in, realizes that the end is not here yet. There is still a whole lot of work to be done, and hopefully the work gets done, and they're still shooting hot once. Not, that, I mean, it's not like they were hot yesterday. No, I think they shot like 30% from three. But you know what I mean. If a couple of teams are going to show up to this tournament, and they're going to look like they haven't played basketball in, you know, Colorado's case a week, in USC, UCLA's case four or five days, in the case of some other teams, a week and a half, a 10 days, 11 days. Um, you just don't want to be one of those teams. And some of it's luck, some of it's effort. And this year, I think there's going to be even more of an emphasis on both of those two things. Um, any other points in here? Uh, oh, I, I liked what Tad had to say um, about the momentum the team has. Um, he said, look... There's four seasons in college basketball. You have the preseason or non-conference portion of your schedule. You have your conference portion, which this year was 20 games for the first time. I thought that our guys handled that for the most part pretty well. I really believe we had an opportunity to win this league and we didn't take care of business in the games we should have won, but you can't do anything about that now. Now we go into season number three, which is always the Pac-12 tournament. And then beyond that is season number four, which is the NCAA tournament for this group. So it's win or go home in both of these next two seasons. There's no tomorrows. There's no, oh, we didn't play well tonight. We'll bounce back Thursday or Saturday. There's no bounce backs. It's win or go home. This group wants to win. They're interested in winning. They care about each other. And we have the ability to do that, but it doesn't come easy in March. Love it. I mean, I love basically everything Taz says, but that in particular, you know, I I think that there are different ways to look at this Colorado team. Um, you can look at them and say, you know what? They had those off nights, and that's a part of who this team is, and that's concerning, and it's going to hinder them going forward. You can also look at that and say, yeah, about a month ago they had those off nights, but since then they seem to have learned, and they've locked in and won, what, five? Five in a row now, I feel is right. Um, it's good stuff, and... I typically have the half glass full perspective and that's very true here as well. I do think that this is a team that understands that there are no tomorrows. There is no more. Oh no, we blew it against Cal. Good thing we can get the win against Stanford. You know, that is over. And I think everybody understands that that's over, but it's, it's time to, it's time to go win some basketball games and, that's what they've been doing. I, I feel good about the state of the team. Um, and I like the way that Tad looks at this. Um, yeah. I think that that's pretty much all I have on that. We're going to take a quick break and then talk about the uh, rest of the Pac-12 games that are on the way, uh, how the bracket's shaping up, that sort of stuff. 
if you want more on yesterday's game, uh, you can go into your podcast feed and find the post game show. You can also go on YouTube and watch it there. Uh, so make sure you, you check that out because there's a lot more analysis. Um, time for a quick break. We brought you damn good beer and now we're bringing to you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. And Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas, but they ship all over the beautiful USA and straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu frank, without any fillers, two jerky flavors, uh, their hamburger one Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam, and not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. These guys take their registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, giving you that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics and hormones. So, head to HassleCattleCompany.com, that's H-A-S-S-E-L-L CattleCompany.com, and use promo code DMVR10 for 10% off your order. That's DMVR10 for 10% off, any orders over $200, and you receive free shipping. Check them out, we promise you won't be disappointed. You probably know by now that DMVR is a huge supporter of CBD, and as a consumer, you must find the product that works best for you. Green Roads hooked us up with some incredible products, and we want to share our experience with you. Uh, Green Roads has over 30,000 five-star reviews. 30,000. Use the code 20% off for 20% off your entire purchase. And Green Roads is like the industry leader in all this stuff. Um, they're the number one privately held CBD company in the U.S. by market share. Uh, they've won all sorts of different awards. They're they're founded by pharmacists and they're formulated by pharmacists. Um, the QR codes on all Green Roads packaging will link back to independent lab test results. You can actually look that stuff up for yourself just by using the QR code. You pull the camera out on your phone, just look at the product, and it will say, here's what independent labs said about the product that you're consuming. That's how confident they are that their stuff works. Um, They have an abundant selection of oils, topicals, edibles, beverages, and more. Uh, so, so make sure you check this stuff out. Um, there, there's a whole bunch of reasons that people use CBD. Um, the, they'll help you relax. It'll help you um, just like general well-being for your body and mind. Enhances uh, your peak condition. Um, it'll help you uh, maintain normal emotional balances. Um, and there's all sorts of other stuff like recovery from exercise induced inflammation, you know, any sort of like back pains, body aches, CBD can help with that. Um, check it out and check it out through green roads. And again, use that code DMVR 20 for 20% off your entire purchase. It's a great deal. So make sure that you check that out. All right. Um, we're going to go through these games, but first just a little recap of where exactly the Pac-12 stands. Um, let's start with this. So, Colorado had some bad losses. They The, the loss to Cal, the loss to Washington, those two really stick out. Um, the loss to Utah was a tough one as well. As it stands right now, if Colorado had won two of those three games they would be the Pac-12 champions. Um, if, if Oregon loses to Oregon State, 
on, I think that's tomorrow, it might be Sunday, then it actually would have only taken one win out of those three games to take first in the Pac-12. Now that we've gotten to this point in the season, you can just look at the standings and see that stuff. It's really straightforward. Um, And and I just think that it's important to put that in perspective, to, to think that Colorado really wasn't that far away from winning. Now, does that make the fact that you didn't win hurt just a little bit more? Of course it does. But it should also give you confidence in what this team is as you see people start to raise the expectations for Colorado. Um, Right now, I think they're generally listed right around a five seed. If they win some games in the conference tournament, then it'll be better than that. You know, we said on the show last night, even if they lose their first game of the Pac-12 tournament, lose their first game of the NCAA tournament, the record this season is still the best that it's been since the 1968-69 season. That's a long time in terms of winning percentage. Uh, And it was Brian Howe, of course, who found that stat, as he often does. Um, So there's just some end-of-season stuff to put everything in perspective. Um, As it stands now, though, we know who Colorado is going to play in the first matchup. So Colorado gets the bye as the number three seed They'll play the winner of Cal and Stanford. Number 11, Cal. Number 6, Stanford. That game will be Wednesday night, and then the Buffs will play the winner Thursday night at 9.30. Then they'll play Friday night at 9.30, and then Saturday night at 8.30. As long as they keep winning, um, of course. So, who will they play in that second round? Not second round. Their second game, the third round of the tournament. The quarter... No, semifinals. Wow. Um... Here's your answer. If Oregon loses to Oregon State, then Oregon will be the number two seed. They'll play like the winner of Washington and one of Arizona State or Utah. So obviously you aren't guaranteed to just play the best team that could come through there. But we're assuming everything goes chalk. So again, you play the winner of Cal and Stanford first. After that, you'll play the two seed most likely. And the two seed is would be Oregon if Oregon loses, but if Oregon wins, they'd be number one, and the number two seed would be the winner of the USC-UCLA game that is coming up tomorrow. And that all sets the stage for this week's DraftKings Pick of the Week. Um, And we're going to be picking the remaining Pac-12 basketball games. There are only three left on the schedule. The first one is tomorrow at noon. That's Arizona State at Utah. Both teams 10 and 12. Um, I kind of like Arizona State in it. And I know Arizona State didn't look all that nice against Colorado, but that's against Colorado. I do think that Arizona State just has enough talent to go win this game. At the same time, winning at Utah is always tough. Um, I know we always like home teams in college basketball, especially the Pac-12, but assuming Arizona State's an underdog, I'm taking the Devils with the points. Um, Like I mentioned, the winner of that game will be the number seven seed in the tournament. The loser will be the number eight seed. Um, So the number seven seed will get onto Colorado's side of the bracket, but they would have to get through... Oregon, USC, or UCLA to play Colorado, which seems unlikely, but obviously is not impossible. It's March. Um, Again, that's Arizona State that I like there. And then you have USC at UCLA at two. And 
This is a big one for Colorado. This is the one that likely decides your second-round matchup. Um, the loser, by the way, will go to the other side of the bracket as the four seed. So, you're 1-1 one one against UCLA. You're 2-0 against USC. I know people like to say it's, it's tough to beat a team three times in a season. I don't know if that's true. Like, I don't know if the numbers back that up. Like, if you're 2-0 against somebody, you lose the third time. What I can say is that Colorado beat USC a lot, or, or very easily. And I don't know why, and too, I don't want to say that they just beat them the same way again, but what makes you think that they wouldn't, I guess is what I'm trying to say. There's The matchups are not changing. We see that Evan Mobley can't score on Colorado's big guys. Um, Colorado's guards aren't letting their little guys score. So I just like that matchup so much better than the UCLA matchup. Although, again, that's not that bad a matchup either because you did beat them just last week, not even a week ago. Um, In the game, though, UCLA's at home, but it's not like it's a big road trip. This is going to be close. Um, I'd honestly just take the underdog money line. And hopefully one of these teams will be listed as like plus 140. But I think that this game is just a straight up toss up. And maybe USC has a bit of an edge. But honestly, like with UCLA being at home, not the biggest home court advantage because you're just across town. But I think that those two things probably balance each other out so that's what i'm doing i'm taking the uh underdog here and i'm hoping that this line is set in a way where it's like plus 150 for usc plus 160 um or ucla really is what i'm looking at it's probably not going to be quite that big but still pretty juicy and that's where i'm going to go um and then the final game of the season oregon oregon state i believe oregon state's already locked in yeah, Oregon State will be the number five seed in the tournament. Um, Oregon, if they win, they'll be number one. If they lose, they'll be number two. Number two means that they get into Colorado's side of the bracket, which you do not like at all. Uh, Oregon scares me more than those other teams. They just have a, a very explosive roster. And because of the way their season went, they're kind of just packing all their games in right now because they had the breaks, but almost feels like you don't know all that much about them because the the second break just came so late in the season and then when they came back they were on fire except for a couple of games where they just did nothing Oregon to me is the team that I would least like to face in the Pac-12 if I'm Colorado it's close but it is Oregon uh I I, I think it would be huge for Colorado if Oregon wins this game on Sunday and I think they will even if they're on the road at Oregon State, they're still going to be favored. If it's if they're favored by, let's call it six or less. Six or less, I'm taking Oregon. Um, and if it's ten or more, then I'm going Oregon State. So there you go. Uh, that's what I'm expecting from this weekend. Um I still do think that the best case scenario for Colorado is an Oregon win, a USC win, and then it doesn't really matter what happens, Arizona State, Utah. I guess I'd rather have Utah on that side of the bracket, though. So let's let's pull for Utah there, even though I don't think that's what's going to happen. 
Um, that's going to do it for today. Uh, I will be back on Monday to talk about all the stuff that happens this weekend. And maybe I'll get Ben or Ryan with me. We'll see how things shake out. But I'm excited. Next week is tournament week. And it's time to start gearing up. And I will see you then. I think they like my Colorado sway. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. Might not sway, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway yeah. is pushing one. See you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh -huh. Cause you know we finna hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hey. Hey. You on your own now, why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it.